hands going up. I see lots of kids going out. The Easter egg hunt on Sunday morning, on Easter Sunday, is one of those exciting moments. And I, it's almost one of the most important memories of my childhood, is this, this family time. I've got two brothers, and we'd run around the house and, and be solving clues and, and, and finding Easter eggs. And, and it was really important to me. And we've been asking this question over the last couple of weeks, is what's important to you at Easter time? What's important to you at Easter time? For many people, it's a chance to get away and to join the hordes and throngs of people going camping or holidaying. For others, it's more of a chance to pull tighter or closer, to to catch up with family and friends and, and share life and share food and meals together. For others, it's a, a chance to slow down, a chance to stop and and enjoy some some uh, gaps or space in their life, to reflect. And think about what's important in my life. What are the good things in my life that I need to focus on? And for some people, it's a chance to to reflect on the life of Jesus and what he was able to achieve in his life and in his death. And it's an incredible thing on Easter Sunday morning to meet together as a community when we rediscover and explore this life that Jesus lived, it, it actually results in a, a joyful celebration. So I hope that you can join with the, me this morning as we just discover and press into to what it was at Easter time that brings great joy. And, and if you were with us on, on Friday morning, we started discovering this, this story. We, we enjoyed a, a dramatic retelling of the events that led up to Jesus' death on the cross. And Um, And what a great morning it was on Friday. Uh, But the story doesn't stop there with Jesus dying on the cross. We pick up the story today, two days later after he died, and we pick up the story with two women who have spent the Saturday mourning and grieving that their, their friend, their leader, their king had died on a cross. And on the Sunday morning, they they decide to head down to the tomb where his body lay to pay their respects. But what they found there was something incredible, something that would pave the way for so much joy in the world, something that would shift things in the world. I've been slowing down and reflecting as well leading up to this Easter time and, and one of the things that's come across me and, and stuck with me over the last weeks and months is this, this thing that was written by one of the first followers of Jesus. And it's these words here and it's simple. It says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. It's so simple. For the joy set before him, He endured the cross. It's so simple, yet these ten words hold so much goodness, so much depth. And as we discover what's in and amongst these words, I hope that you might discover some joy this Easter. But before we go too far, let me tell you a story. Uh, Jonah, who you saw on that video, he's my two-year-old boy. Uh, at, East, at Christmas time, we bought him a, a tricycle, one of those sort of balance bike trikes that doesn't have pedals, but you sort of kick yourself along on the trike. Um, 
And he's been absolutely loving playing with it. And two weeks ago, we had a chance to slow down this Easter time and go away with um, some of Beck's family. We went down to Dramana, hired a house and, and shared the house together. And, and Jonah's cousins are all that little bit older than him. And so one morning, they decided to go for a bike ride. And Jonah was keen as mustard to join in and go on this ride with them. And so we put his helmet on, we, we jumped on the bike and I've sort of custom made this handle that goes onto the back of the bike so that I can give him a bit of a help up the hills and things. Um, and we went out and, and uh, tried to keep up with his cousins and it was, it was a great time, great fun. And we were going up this hill, up this, this small slope uh, and we got to the top and he was saying, Daddy, push me, Daddy, push me. And I was enjoying pushing him up. But when we got to the top, I kind of let go and, in, and had him enjoy going under his own steam for a while and he started going down the slope on the other side and, and he was having such a blast. But then there was this, this moment and experience and there's always a but in a story like this in that he was going down this, it wasn't really a steep hill, it was just a gentle slope but for some reason bike paths tend to have these poles that go in the middle of the path and, and it was just one of those things that he started going down this slope And I could see that he saw the pole and his eyes were sort of stuck and set on the pole and I could see him getting a little bit worried and he kept going and I saw 10 metres become 5 metres become 4 metres and rather than steer away, for some reason his eyes were stuck on the pole and his hands kind of got paralysed. Rather than steering away, he kind of kicked his legs up into the air and just started going, ah! And so I got a bit of a kick in my step and I, I ran after him and I grabbed that handle just before he collided into the pole but had a little bit of a giggle to myself because I remember being five or six years old and just ditching my training wheels on my bike and going for a ride in the city with mum and dad and a similar sort of thing, a pole in the middle of the, the path and, and there I am riding and my eyes got stuck on the pole and, and I cannoned into that pole and went flying over the handlebars of my bike and did a bit of damage to my bike and probably to me. Um, but uh, this Easter time I've been reflecting that wherever we set our eyes often determines where we end up. And I've been reflecting over the past two weeks on what am I setting my eyes on? What are the things in life that I've been going after? What are the experiences, maybe it's the holidays or the, the moments of life that I'm trying to create? And are they really good things? Are they the things that I want to set my eyes on? You see, Jesus was able to endure something incredibly hard on the cross because he had his eyes set on something incredibly good. So one of the things I want to prompt us this morning on is is to consider what are we setting our eyes on? What are the priorities in our life? What are we chasing after? And are they truly good? Let me talk about endurance for a moment. Uh, Endurance or or resilience or however you want to package it is one of those character traits and qualities that seems to be really valuable and important in our our culture at at the moment. And Jesus seemed to, in, in his story, display an amazing amount of endurance. You see, we've been doing this series, Unwavering, and Jesus, for, for a long period before his death, knew that he was going to die on the cross, knew that he was going to go through something incredibly hard, yet he had this sort of resilience and endurance to say, no, I'm going to push on into that. He was able to do that because he could see that his moment, 
his moment in Jerusalem in the first century was part of a bigger story. His moment, uh, the actions he did, the words he spoke would have a ripple effect that would be way bigger. He was part of a bigger story. And I think that's similar for us and, and same for us in our own journey for endurance is we need to discover the bigger story at work. If we get stuck on only our story and focusing on our moment, we can sometimes lack in endurance. But when we see the bigger story in our lives of maybe where our life, align, our life aligns with what God's doing, we kind of get this shifting and aligning and our endurance grows. You see, for Jesus, his endurance was rooted in a bigger story. And so the second thing I want to have us slow down and reflect on this Easter is have we been aligning our lives with the bigger story? Are we stuck chasing our story or are we chasing a bigger story? Are our words, are our actions aligned with what God is doing in the bigger story? And when we find ourselves in that place, we get this motivation and endurance. The bigger story in, in Jesus' life, in this little passage of wisdom, is wrapped up as just being described as the joy. The joy. But, but as we look into the events that happened after Jesus' death, we unwrap that this joy is, is so much more detailed and full of depth and, and it's wonderful. And so we, we pick up the story with these two women finding this tomb empty. Soon after they find it empty, two angels appear to them in the tomb and, and the angels ask this question, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? And the gears start to click. They start to understand and, and they might not get it straight away, but they start to realise that actually what they felt as sorrow and, and what they felt as a failure of their leader dying was actually something of a victory. There was something good happening that actually maybe he was able to come alive again. By some power he was able to overcome death and brokenness. And in the coming hours and days Jesus revealed himself to his disciples, his followers and was able to, to say, here I am, I'm alive. And they weren't sure straight away, but he was able to say, here, look at my hands. Look at my feet. See the wounds where the nails pierced me. Even though I am broken, I am alive. I've been able to overcome that break, brokenness in the world. And he, and he left them with a bit of a command. He said, stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with a power from heaven. Doesn't that sound good? A power from heaven. How good would that be? How good is that? Another early Christian writer described it as, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the power of the Father, now we may also live new lives. That in some way, there is an amazing joy because of what Jesus was able to overcome in his death and in his brokenness. He was able to overcome that, but it was more than just him. It was more than just about his story. It was part of a bigger story, part of us also gaining this power from God, this, this work of God in our lives to overcome 
brokenness. There was a, something new starting in the world. And, and the, the, his joy, this joy that set, he set before him, this joy that, that he pictured out and said, I will endure this cross because this is worth it, was that he was starting something new. There was a new power at work in the world, able to help people overcome their brokenness, a power of love, a power of peace, a power of compassion, a power of joy at work in the world here and now. And it does a transforming work in us when we, when we hand ourselves over to God and say, hey, you are my king. He gives us that power and it does a transforming work in us. And that transforming work in us just sort of bubbles up and overflows and, and, and starts to begin a transforming work, work in the world around us too. The Jesus, actually, the biggest story was that he was on about creating a new world in the here and now. And isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? Isn't that something worth celebrating? Isn't that a victory? Isn't that a joy? What was important to Jesus at Easter time is that humanity, is that people weren't left in their brokenness. What was important to Jesus at Easter time was that he set his eyes on something good, was that he endured something hard for the result of bringing something new in the world. And that's worth celebrating. That's worth smiling about on Easter Sunday. And also, we kind of, when we look in the world around us, there's this sense of, of this new power at work now, and I can see that in my life, and I can see that in the life of the people around me, is that there's this power at work transforming people and our world. But in the same sense, it's not fully done yet. And, and another early Christian writer writes this, for, we have this Holy Spirit in us as a foretaste or an appetizer of the future, that actually this is a, a work that's underway, a work that is continuing to happen, and there's a future ahead of us that is bright. There's a future that's worth celebrating and eagerly anticipating and awaiting, and it is good. There's a sense that, that this new life, this victory one on the, uh, on the Easter Sunday morning when Jesus rose alive again is for now, but it's also for not yet. So this Easter time, I just want to invite you to join with me. Join with me in stopping and slowing down and reflecting. For you, it might be that you need to reflect on what are the things in my life that I'm setting my eyes on? Am I setting my eyes on good things, things that are truly joyful and bring joy to the world that I live in? Maybe for you it's you need to discover this big story that's at work rather than just chasing your own story and, and realising that you can partner with God in this bigger, broader story, that sometimes it's worth enduring the challenging things of life towards building something bigger with God. Or maybe you're sitting in here this morning and, and this is the first time you're realising that there is a power at work in this world because of what Jesus did on the cross and rising again. That there is a power at work that can do a transforming work in you. That there is a power that can actually help us to overcome our brokenness 
in the world. And you might need to ask a question. Ask a question of, I want to know more about that. Help me to discover that. Would you help me to understand what's going on in that power here and now in the today? Or maybe for you, you're in a place where you need hope. That you're sitting in a place that's really hard, a place that you don't feel like the joy and celebrating of Easter, but as we reflect and hear the bigger story of of a work in progress that, that one day will come into its more of its fullness and you can sit there and hear a message of hope, a message worth smiling about. That this is good news, that there is a victory one that Jesus came alive and that he's bringing you alive with him. The band's going to come up now and they're going to play a song called Resurrecting and, and this song describes a, a resurrected king who is resurrecting me. And I want to encourage you to reflect on those words as we have and celebrate a a resurrected king in Jesus who is doing a resurrecting work in me in the now and also in the not yet. Happy Easter, everyone. Thanks, guys.